My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Thai French Podcast. My name is Thai French, and this is my podcast. And that's why it's called the Thai French Podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that one wasn't my best intro. That wasn't my best singing. But it's what you're going to get today. Because you know what? It's rainy. It's cloudy. It's not giving California basic bitch summer energy at all. And we're here... We're, we're trying to make the best of it. However, TGIF, happy Friday. We made it through the week. This week has felt so weird to me. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we made it to Friday. I've been shooting a lot lately. I had a few shoots this week and I had a, shoot, a few shoots last week. And, you know, I'm just trying to put myself back out there and get creative. And that was, you know, on my goals for this year. And I'm just going strong. Um, anyways... <laughs> I feel like I really just jumped into the episode there. Um, hi, how are you guys? TGIF. Thanks so much for all the love on the Barbenheimer episode on Wednesday. If you guys haven't listened to that, make sure you guys listen to it. I feel like a lot of people are waiting until they saw Oppenheimer or Barbie or whatever. But yeah, make sure you check it out. It was a really funny episode. Kendall episode was so funny. If you haven't listened to that, um, it's a super funny episode. But yeah, I don't know. If you guys ever have any episode ideas or things that you want me to cover... Definitely shoot me a message because, you know, it helps. It helps to know what you guys are liking and what you guys want me to chat about. As as, as you guys can tell, you know, I've talked about this a lot, but the podcast is kind of, I'm figuring out my bearings. You know, we're one year in. Woohoo. And the whole Thai pop segment, I like the Thai pop segment and I love talking about pop culture and yada, yada, yada. I just felt like I was forcing it a little too much. Like, I don't need to have like three stories every week that I need to like make sure I have three or that I have whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so now I feel like I'm just going to do pop culture episodes when I have stuff about pop culture that I want to talk about. And with the whole rebranding of the episode, which if you guys missed that, we're going through a rebrand and I promise I wouldn't bring it up, but here I am. Um, I talked about it in last, uh, the last episode on Wednesday is the Barbenheimer review. But yeah, once, once that all happens, that'll all make more sense. But anyways, I don't have to explain myself to you, little tyrants. You listen to me, okay? <laughs> but today, I just feel like we needed to talk about some pop culture stuff that's happening. But before we get into that, I am going to give a song of the day. I need to start doing not song of the weeks because sometimes I forget. I need to just do song of the day. So... Hopefully, maybe they'll be in Wednesday and Friday's episode. I don't know, because I've been kind of loose with that. But my song of the day today is Modern Jam by Travis Scott. And it's off of his new album. And before you shrug off, because I know Travis Scott has a problematic past and everything that happened with Astroworld and whatever. When that all happened, I don't know if I had the podcast then. I don't think I did. Um, So I haven't ever like talked about that. But... When Astroworld happened with Travis Scott, I was like immediately ready to cancel him. And I was like, ew, that's so sad. That's so gross. Like F him. 
I deleted his album off my phone. I was like, I don't ever want to hear it on shuffle. And I was just like so quick to like hop on that. And while obviously what happened to Astroworld is so sad, I think 10 people passed away and so many people were injured. I think people are so quick to blame like one person. And because it was Travis's concert, he obviously got all the blame and like he should, there should have been consequences for sure. But after, you know, this album came out and I wanted to give it one of my song of the weeks because, or my song of the days, because I love this song so much. And the only reason I even entertained the album in the first place was because Beyonce was on it. And I was like, Beyonce ain't putting her name on anything that's not amazing. So um, I gave it a listen and I listened to it on my walk and I was like, wow, that's actually really good. And so I was like, okay, what actually happened to Astroworld? And like, who got the blame of it? What happened? And yada, yada, yada. So um, upon my research, they said that you know, obviously people passed away and it had to do with poor stage design. And while Travis, obviously, like, he d- he designed the stage, I think, creatively. But here's what I think people need to realize before we, like, are so quick to cancel people and so quick to, like, put blame on one person. Like, Travis, that was not his fault entirely. Like, he designed a stage and obviously took it to a stage production company, to the label, to the venue, to everyone. And that had to get approved by so many people. I'm sure it had to get approved by legal. I'm sure it had to get approved by, you know, permits and all of this stuff. Um, People that had done concerts before, people that had put together stages. And I'm sure if they had concerns about it being not safe, they would have said something. So... I don't know. And then he did an interview that I was just reading up on and he basically was like, I'm just feeding off of the crowd when I'm on the stage and the stage, there's so many bright lights and I can't hear anything. I've got earpieces in. And every time that I was made aware that people like someone had passed out, like I would stop the music and call the the medics to get over there. Like people pass out at all concerts, BB Rexa, Demi Lovato, like all and Billie Eilish. And they always, you know, stop the music and get the medic over there. And then the artist continues And so I think it's obviously so tragic that people passed away. And I just think like, I don't think it's his fault. He's not the one to solely blame. And they, they went to trial with it. Like he was getting sued and live nation was getting sued for it. And a grand jury like dismissed it, like said that he was not at fault for it. And so I think we just have to remember that like people are innocent until proven guilty and we have to have some form of faith in our judicial system. Um, And I know there's obviously not a lot of faith in our judicial system these days, but I think if a judge and a jury, whatever, found him not guilty of like inciting this thing and being aware of these situations, then we should not like ruin someone's entire career and ruin someone's entire life and paint them as like, a murderer when I'm sure, I'm sure he had no idea. There's no way that Travis Scott sat on that stage and like performed knowing that that was happening. Like I just have more faith in humanity and I have more faith in artists and I have more faith in, you know, everyone that was there that was involved. Why would it just be him? Why, why wouldn't, you know, they, if that was actually happening and a million other people saw like, cut the sound, cut the light, like turn on the light. Like there were so many other people that are involved in a tour like that, that 
to blame the person who is literally on stage singing into the microphone with all these lights at him and all these people screaming around him for you to blame him what's happening in the crowd it's like how is he supposed to know like there's a there's a million other people watching the crowd and that are around that are supposed to be like their main job is to keep the crowd safe to keep it tame and yeah i think a lot of it obviously had to do with the stage design and the crowds and obviously his crowds like get kind of rowdy that's just like his type of an audience but I don't know. I I am giving him the benefit of the doubt that he and he tried to like make amends. Like he obviously nothing would bring those people back and it's like so sad, but he paid for the funeral cost of all of them. He refunded everyone's tickets. He literally couldn't perform for years. He um offered everyone he opened like a charity organization and he offered everyone there like if they like felt like they needed therapy because it was like really traumatizing he offered free therapy so i don't know i feel like he tried to do the right thing afterwards and he really took a big pause from music and from touring and everything and i really feel like he just like sat back and reflected about what happened and that was a huge lesson to everyone in the music industry and to all tours and i feel like now people are very hyper aware of when someone looks like they need a medic or if someone is saying like, Hey, we need help or, you know, like it sucks that that had to happen. But I think a lot of things are going to be put into place like at Coachella and a ton of other festivals and at concerts to prevent things like this happening. Um, so yeah, anyways, on that note, I just wanted to give a little bit of like light because I feel like as I was going to say, this was the song of the day. Um, I'm sure there's going to be hesitation when I said Travis Scott and there was for me as well when he announced that he had a new album out, but I don't know. He's a father. He has a little girl like, and now he has his little son as well. And I feel like we just have to give people the benefit of the doubt. The song of the day, my favorite song on the album, it's called modern jam and it's by Travis Scott. The Beyonce song on that um, album is actually really good as well. If you guys want to check that out as well, but Kind of on that note, while we while we get into today's um, two pop culture subjects that I just really wanted to talk about, it's been on everyone's lips and everyone's talking about it. the The Lizzo of it all, and the Ariana and the SpongeBob of it all. Um, and I almost didn't really, I almost didn't do an episode on these because I really have been struggling with how I feel about the topic and it's especially hard to the Ariana situation is kind of a little bit easier to comment on but the Lizzo situation is it's all alleged and I feel like we need to give people the benefit of the doubt and we need to really believe in people are innocent until proven guilty and I think it's so easy to just hop on this train of canceling and hate and whatever we we listen to one person's account or what they are alleging and then we're like f lizzo meanwhile she's done so much for her community and i am a white cis male um skinny male and so it's hard to comment on a situation that has to do with you know race and weight and gender and all of those things it's hard for me to like sit and comment and give an opinion on but i'm going to try my best with trying to be respectful of all parties um that being said while i think that everyone is innocent until proven guilty i also fully firmly believe that we need to take 
every allegation seriously and that people need to like their voices should be heard and you should always feel safe to come forward about like sexual misconduct or racial inequality or gender inequality or misogyny or anything like that. Like I'm glad that the victims are coming forward. Um, I just don't really want to like side on anyone right off the bat. Like I want to give Lizzo the benefit of the doubt. I think she seems obviously on the outside, a really nice person. And she has obviously done so much to the plus size community and to the black community and to women. Um, she's always just been this like super bright light. The first time I ever saw her perform was at Coachella a few years ago. And it was before she kind of popped off. And I remember that was the first time I had seen like plus size people on stage, like plus size um, backup dancers. And it was so much fun. Like the energy in the crowd was just insane. And her, her voice is amazing. And just the way she was performing was amazing. And she was just so body positive and it really like stuck with me. And the performance was honestly one of my favorite performances of the weekend. And so I can't even imagine if that's resonating with me, like what, what she means to so many other communities that can like obviously relate to her and relate to her story. And I think that's why people are so hurt and why people are, are so upset because if, if the allegations are true, like the suggestion that she could have been lying to us this whole time is just like so disheartening and no one likes to feel like they've been duped, you know? And if all the allegations are true, like we have been majorly duped. Her whole entire brand is built off of like being your most authentic self and body positivity and all of that. And so if these allegations are true, then it's, it's going to really, really put possibly an end to her career. So anyways, let's get into the actual information that is being um, alleged. I got to say alleged so I don't get sued. <laughs> I don't want to be involved in this at all. Um, I There's so many details that I feel like are important. So I have kind of a lot of notes. So if it sounds like I'm reading off of a script, that is what I'm actually doing. I just wanted to get all the tea and all the information so that we all, the tyrants and I, know exactly what is being alleged and then we can kind of go from there. But Anyways, so three of Lizzo's former dancers are suing her for allegedly subjecting them to endure weight shaming, sexual degrading behavior, and pressuring them to participate in disturbing sex shows. The plaintiffs, so the people suing her, are Ariana Davis and Crystal Williams, and they are claiming the lawsuit that they were eventually fired, while the third plaintiff, um, the third person suing Lizzo, is Noelle Rodriguez, and she resigned over the behavior to the other two plaintiffs people that are suing her. So there's three girls suing Lizzo. Um, so after their concert in Amsterdam in February, 2023, the three girls are claiming that Lizzo invited them out for a night out um, in the red light district in Amsterdam. If you've ever heard anything about Amsterdam, I'm sure you've heard about the red light district. It's known for like sex clubs and partying and drugs. And like, that's kind of the whole, that like that's where you get prostitutes and whatever. That's, literally the whole red light district. That's, that's the vibe. Um, so, um, once they arrived, Lizzo allegedly began inviting cast members to take turns, touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers vaginas. Um, I don't really know how that works. Launching dildos from your vagina. 
That is a lot of other questions that I have. I don't really even know what I'm supposed to say about that. I have a lot of questions and honestly, I'd like to see it because I'm very intrigued. (laughs) I think because I'm not attracted to women or vaginas, that would just be like a sight to see. Anyways, so so the suit says, Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, and eating bananas protruding from the performers' vaginas. Okay. Eating bananas out of a vagina. I have no words. I have actually no words. I knew that the red light district was kind of freaky, but I didn't know that it was that freaky. I've never been to a sex club. I actually have only ever been to a strip club once. And even just the mere fact of seeing some naked girls dancing on a pole was a lot for me. And I was only 22. I was in Miami. It was a long night. I got roofied. Oh, you guys have heard it on the Brielle Beerman episode. Um, One of the first episodes on the podcast. If you want a recap of that night of what I'm talking about at that strip club, go to the Brielle Beerman episode. Anyway, so then Lizzo then turned her attention to Miss Davis and began pressuring Miss Davis to touch the breasts of one of the nude women. Davis told Lizzo three separate times that she didn't want to touch the nude woman, and she claims that Lizzo pressured her into complying. Afterward, Lizzo allegedly badgered a member of her security team to get on stage where she pulled down his pants and hit him with whips, yelling, take it off. The The plaintiffs, the people suing her, were... Um, aghast that's that's quite the word that page six is using (laughs) the plaintiffs were aghast at how little regard lizzo showed for the bodily autonomy of her employees and those around her especially in the presence of many whom she employed so basically they went out to these strip clubs lizzo's pressuring them to do some freaky shit and they didn't want to but they felt like they had to So in the suit, the three women are alleging that the employees of the touring company treated the black members of the dance team differently than other members. Only the dance cast comprised of full-figured women of color were ever spoken to in this manner. Um, The people suing Lizzo say that this gave them the impression that the comments were charged with racial and fatphobic um, thoughts. And um, Lizzo and the choreographer Tanisha Scott allegedly accused Davis of not being committed to her role simply because she had gained weight. Lizzo and Miss Scott's questions about Miss Davis's commitment to the tour were thinly veiled concerns about Mrs. Davis's weight gain, which Lizzo had previously called attention to after noticing at the South by Southwest Music Festival. According to the lawsuit, Williams was fired in late April for budget cuts just one week after she spoke up in a meeting after Lizzo allegedly accused the dancers of drinking before the shows. A few weeks later, Davis claimed that she was fired for recording a meeting without Lizzo's knowledge. Lizzo became furious, hurling expletives expletives <laughs> at the group and stated that she was going to go around the room person by person until someone told Lizzo who made the recording. In response to Lizzo berating Miss Davis, Rodriguez decided to resign from the company, which allegedly did not sit right with the singer. Lizzo aggressively approached Miss Rodriguez, cracking her knuckles, bawling her fists, and explaining, You're lucky, you're so fucking lucky. Miss Rodriguez feared that Lizzo intended to hit her and would have done so if one of the other dancers had not intervened. As Lizzo left the room, she raised both her middle fingers and yelled, Bye, bitch. Um, okay, so. <sighs> a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot is happening there. So the three girls are suing for general and special damages as well as punitive damages and attorney's fees. The suit does not specify the dollar amount that they're asking for. The The suit says the sunny nature of how Lizzo and her management team treated their performers seems to go against everything Lizzo stands for publicly while privately she weight shames her dancers and demeans them in ways that are absolutely demoralizing. 
Okay, so lots to unpack there. So this is kind of one of those situations that is so hard to comprehend Lizzo doing because of her brand. Like her brand is all about kindness. It's all about body positivity and all of these things. And so to imagine her fat shaming her dancers because they gained a little weight, it it just like is so that's like you hearing me being homophobic. Like, hello, I'm I'm the gayest guy in Venice. So it would just be so shocking and so hard to comprehend me being homophobic. So it's just so hard that because that is Lizzo's whole brand to hear her be so on the opposite. But I want I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But this is one of those situations where there's so many details that it's kind of hard not to believe the plaintiffs, the three girls suing Lizzo, because they just have such conviction and so much detail about her, you know, cracking her knuckles and getting in her face, the middle fingers with the bye bitch. And I can hear Lizzo saying bye bitch. Like that's how she talks. So it, I don't know. But then you you see the flip side. These are three dancers that were on her HBO show that was like a competition series on how to or like to become her dancers in her tour. So then I saw TMZ. Two of the girls did like a a statement with their lawyer or whatever. And the people at TMZ were asking them questions about the lawsuit and how what Lizzo said and how she acted. And let me tell you, that interview did not do those girls any, any help because after watching, I was fully like team them and I fully believed everything that they were alleging. And then I watched this interview at TMZ and I was like, so this is all just based off of a feeling. Like they were like, oh, we felt like she was fat shaming us. We felt like she would fire us if we didn't go out with her. We wouldn't hang out with her. It's like, mm, you can't get fired off of, or you can't get sued off of a feeling. You can't get fired for someone making you feel a type of way. You can you can sue someone for saying something to you, but if she just like was a little sassy or a little rude to you, I don't know if you're going to win this one. And there's a there's a TMZ clip of one of the dancers after she had done the touring with her, which allegedly was after what she is alleging happened. She did this interview like saying how much she loves Lizzo and how much this has just been such an amazing experience. And here here's where it gets tricky for me. She did an interview and she was saying, like, I would love to be like Lizzo. I would love to be a singer. I'm also a singer and a performer. And I would love to, like, follow in the footsteps of Lizzo and be just like her and blah, 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 blah. She's been such a good employer. And then two months later, she's suing her and saying that she was terrible for terrible to work for and that she was fat shaming or whatever, blah, blah, I'm not diminishing that, you know, maybe she was in an interview. She was scared she was going to get fired. So she was gassing up her boss, whatever. But the fact that you are also a huge performer and that you want to be a singer and that you want to be famous and you want to be a star just like Lizzo, it's kind of giving jealousy and it's kind of giving opportunistic. And that's why I really think it is like so essential to like have the idea that people are innocent until proven guilty because we can't just cancel Lizzo and believe everything that these girls are saying. We live in a world of liars, cheaters, um, fame hungry, attention seeking hoe bags. So sure, these might be victims and these might be girls that like experienced 
fat phobia and racism in a workplace and all of these things. But these also could be girls that saw an opportunity to get publicity and to get their name out and to leave Lizzo's company and then use that publicity to then become stars for themselves. So I don't know. There's there's two sides to it. This is where it gets tricky, though. So just hours after the three of the girls um, came forward with the allegations, her former creative director, Quinn Whitney Wilson, and dancer Courtney Hollenquest claimed that they experienced the same thing. They experienced very similar treatment. They posted on their Instagram stories and said, for clarification, I'm not a part of the lawsuit, but this was very much my experience in my time there. Um, Big shout out to the dancers who had the courage to bring this to light. And then the other girl, you know, shared that on her Instagram story and was like, I'm echoing everything that she just said. I haven't been a part of the world um, of Lizzo for three years for a reason. I very much applaud the dancer's courage to bring this to light. And I grieve parts of my own experience. I'd appreciate space to understand my feelings. So on top of those two girls coming up, then her former documentary director, bashed Lizzo as well. So Lizzo was doing a documentary, um, I think for HBO and she had a, she had a director and allegedly they parted ways and whatever. Now she's coming forward now that this is all coming out and she tweeted or X'd whatever said she wanted to speak up against Lizzo because validating other black women's experiences is deeply important to her. Um, and she's referencing the lawsuit But the filmmaker began by sharing a photo of herself holding a large camera during a concert, explaining that she had traveled a bit with Lizzo in 2019 for the Love Lizzo doc, which HBO Max released in 2022. Um, So she's claiming that she walked away from the project after about just two weeks because she was treated with so much disrespect. Um, She said, I witnessed how arrogant, self-centered and unkind she is. My spirit said to run as far as you fucking can, and I'm so grateful I trusted my gut. I felt ghastly and was deeply hurt, but I've healed. The director said that reading the dancer's allegations against Lizzo made her realize how dangerous of a situation her own experience was, and she said that this kind of abuse and power happens far too often, and much love and support to the dancers. She doubled down on her claims, tweeting that... People have privately shared their own experiences with her and that Lizzo creates an extremely toxic and hostile working environment and undermines the labor work and authority of other black and brown women in the process. She said that she was replaced by a cis white man and further claimed that Lizzo was a narcissistic bully that has built her brand off of lies. She said, I was excited to support and protect a black woman through the documentary process, but quickly learned her image and message was a curated facade. Damn, bitch. That's that's quite the read of the century. Like, it's crazy because she almost has, like, more passion in her story. But she's not even suing her. She's just saying, like, congrats to the three girls who are finally speaking up against Lizzo and actually suing her. Because she experienced that as well. So, you know, like I said, you have to listen to victims and you have to listen to people's stories until Lizzo is innocent until proven guilty. Their story should also be considered true. I don't know. It's a weird like it's a weird intersection of beliefs of wanting to believe the benefit of the doubt and that, you know, Lizzo needs to prove her innocence, blah, 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 blah. You also want to just believe these victims and believe these people because why would they be pulling this out of their ass? And it's one thing for the three dancers if they, you know, just wanted 
attention and they just wanted the news bites and they wanted, you know, their own thing and it was jealous and whatever, blah, 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 whatever the inner workings of their relationship with Lizzo was. But then when a lot of other women come out and say the exact same thing and are doubling down and are not even a part of the lawsuit, but just wanted to, you know, back these people up. It's really scary and it's really sad. Like I just cannot picture Lizzo being like that. And you just want to believe the best in people and especially people who make it their entire brand that they are nice and supportive. Like it didn't hurt when everyone found out that James Corden was a dickhead because no one cares. And he's not trotting around acting like he's the nicest, you know, whatever person. He's not going around trying to be this huge ally in all these different communities. Same with Ellen. No one cared when Ellen, it came out that Ellen was a bitch and she had a toxic workplace because hello, like, duh, I can tell. That's just is like who she is and that's the energy that she protrudes. Um, but Lizzo, damn bitch, damn. How are you going to be a woman that faced so much adversity in her career, I'm sure as not only a woman, not only a black woman, not only as a plus size black woman, like you had so much going against you and you finally found success and you finally found fame and you have this audience of people that loves you. Maybe you were a bitter like bitch before and you know, you were really annoyed at the world and the industry and all that you had to go through to get there. I understand that because, you know, when I first came out of the closet and there are definitely times and in certain situations when I feel like if someone's maybe a little bit homophobic or whatever, like there are times where I can become a diva and I can get really upset and I put my anger out in situations that I should not. But for her, it's like, I would do that. I, I could maybe understand being a diva to, uh, if she was like working with like a straight cis white man on her film, I could understand her like, you know, kind of giving him some sass because people like him have just screwed her over her entire life. But why are you being rude to your community in which you're also trying to protect and uplift? It's, it, it's just not making sense. Like you're being nice to other people, but then you're being like racist, fat phobic I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's so hard to believe that she would do this. Now, where things get kind of really weird for me as well is the other girl that the dancers are suing, Charlene Quigley, um, is the dance captain of the touring company that is in the lawsuit with Lizzo. So the dancers are alleging that Shirlene may have assisted in creating a sexually charged and uncomfortable work environment. While Lizzo is accusing the suit of allegedly pressuring her dancers to participate in sex shows, among other claims, Shirlene, the dance captain, is being sued for religious and sexual harassment. Religious harassment? Damn, bitch, what's going on over there in this tour? So according to a copy of the lawsuit, the dance captain was not only vocal about her religious belief, but took every opportunity to proselytize to any and all in her presence, regardless of protestations. So the dance captain allegedly took great interest in Davis's disclosure that she was a virgin and even brought it up in conversations and interviews. Despite her religious views, the dance captain was allegedly open about her sexual behavior and would simulate oral sex on a banana in front of the rest of the dance cast. So you're going around preaching, preaching about Jesus. And then meanwhile, you're, you're giving blowjobs to bananas in, in groups. Make that make sense to me. I don't really know. Um, 
These instances were always unprompted and made plaintiffs very uncomfortable. The plaintiffs further alleged that despite Charlene's opposition to premarital sex, she had no problem sharing her masturbatory habits with the dance class. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't care what your religious belief is. You, you ain't got to talk about masturbating with me. Ever. Ever. Sorry about it. Um, Charlene's sexually explicit comments were so pervasive that the entire dance team knew about her sexual fantasy of having 10 penises in her face. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. I mean, same, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What do you mean? So you're going around, you're preaching about Jesus. You're giving blowjobs to bananas, talking about masturbating to everyone and talking about how you want 10 dicks in your face. Um, those, those don't all add up. And especially if that's coming from your boss, keep in mind, like if you have a friend who's sharing, you know, their weird fantasies or not weird fantasies, I guess I don't want to kink shame anyone. If you have a friend who's telling you about their sexual fantasies or, you know, jacking off, whatever, that's fine. But from your boss on tour, that's not okay. Especially from a Jesus freak. Like that's not going to work for me. So the dance captain has not addressed the claims, but she did post an Instagram video on her story about how God is so good, no matter what you're going through, and God loves you so, so, so much, blah, 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 blah. It was a very weird and uncomfortable video, and it was basically acknowledging, like, yeah, I saw the claims, ain't worried about it, God is good, blah, 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 and it just felt very, like, dismissive, because even if you felt like you didn't do anything wrong, if people are alleging that you are creating a toxic work environment, you should definitely be open to having a conversation and to hearing their side of the story and, you know, not just like diminish their feelings. You should try and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that I made you feel that way. I didn't mean to. This is coming across very cocky and I'm not here for it. Also, let it be known that allegedly, well, not allegedly, this actually happened, but um, the dance captain who's getting sued, um, in October of 2016, this bitch went completely missing, completely missing. Garnered national attention, Rihanna, Missy Elliott, like all these celebrities were literally like playing on Instagram, posting like my dance captain's been lost, like whatever, blah, 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 blah. It was reported to police. Her dad didn't know where she was. And then, um... I don't know. She like, I guess she just like came back out of nowhere and her dad was like, you know, she is working on her mental health, blah, 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 blah. It was a very weird situation. I feel like similar to what just happened with that one girl, but people literally thought she got kidnapped or she died. Like she like literally went completely missing and then popped up out of nowhere. And I don't know. She just seems like a interesting cookie and she's been through some stuff. So Lizzo is like very active on all social medias and she always has been and the the allegations were out for kind of a while before she said anything and I know a lot of people were like really disappointed with that because if if it's not true you got to shut it down and you got to shut it down quick but the longer you let something sit and more information come out it feels like it's true but she finally after a few days finally came out with a statement and I'm just going to read the whole thing but it says, these last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are 
as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I have always been very passionate about what I do. I took my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. I am not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also know that I am not the villain that people in the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I'm very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. There is nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in this world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out and support to lift me up during this difficult time. So I think the statement felt like it was just like a, a notes app written, whatever that she posted on. Um, it was just like screenshots of text, which I think a lot of people felt that that was like a little cold. I think because it is a literal lawsuit, there's definitely a lot that she probably can't say or shouldn't say. She's probably got a whole team behind her. I'm sure the labels behind her talking about what she can and cannot do. Um, but everything that she just said, I feel like it would have been better if she said it in a Instagram video or like a reel or whatever, and actually had her saying it because I think it would have shown more emotion and you would have been able to really hear the tone and the pain in her voice about how hurtful these allegations are to her because just reading it on uh, Instagram notes screenshot feels very like separated and it feels very like a PR team wrote that. So I don't know how I feel about that. I do agree with like, or I guess not agree is the right word, but it's like I was said at the beginning, like she has been a pioneer for the plus size community for women, for whatever. And so I'm sure if these allegations are false, these that's like the worst thing that you could allege to someone. And for everyone to just like hop on and sensationalize these stories is probably like so gut-wrenching. It's just so hard that so many people, like big people that have worked with her, dance dancers, um, creative directors, documentary directors, a lot of people that have worked with her really closely are kind of echoing this rhetoric and they are all plus size women of color. So it just, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. The three dancers um, who are suing Lizzo did not really like her statement. They said that Lizzo has failed her own brand and has let down her fans. They said through their attorney that her denial of this reprehensible behavior only adds to our client's emotional distress. Um, they slammed Lizzo's dismissive comments about their situation and utter lack of empathy, stating that they are quite telling about her character and alleging that they only serve to minimize the trauma that they have caused. While Lizzo notes it was never her intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable, that is exactly what she did to the point of demoralizing her dancers and flagrantly violating the law. It's hard because I feel like there's just this line of like employer and employee. Obviously, in a normal job, like you're not going to strip clubs with your boss at all. 
But if your boss is Lizzo and you're a backup dancer and you're on tour and you're in a different city, like you become a family with the people that you're touring with, I'm sure. And the people that you are touring with also become your friends and become the people that you hang out with. And, you know, you don't know anyone else in these other cities. And so I understand how that line kind of gets crossed of like Lizzo is now not your boss. Like Lizzo is your friend and you want to go out in Amsterdam. You're in Amsterdam and you want to drink or whatever. But I think where the line gets teetered because it's like, okay, if I went out to a club with my friends and they didn't want to drink or they didn't want to like go to the sex club. Like if it was Jose, I would be like, if, if I knew he was just kind of being a baby, like I'd be like, come on girl. Like we got this. This is once in a lifetime opportunity. We're in it. We're in Amsterdam. Like eat the banana. <laughs> like, I don't know. I could understand how in a friendship you would kind of have that relationship, but it just gets so blurred when it's your boss. So I feel bad that if that's, if, if that, if it was just those allegations of like the sex club or whatever, I could understand um, Lizzo's like sadness and being like, okay, well, I guess maybe I took it too far because like if we're drinking or this or that, like I can understand how things can kind of get out of hand. But the the fat shaming, the firing, that's where things get a little tricky with the allegations. A lot of people thought that Beyonce was, you know, kind of shading Lizzo, not shading her, but, you know, maybe probably just standing with um, the dancers before. She just didn't want to be connected to the drama. And she names Lizzo in one of her songs in the Break My Soul remix um, on her tour. And she, like, right after the event, like, didn't sing Lizzo's name for two of the nights, I think, in D.C. But I think, yes, Beyonce could have been shading her. She also could not. Like, sometimes at different shows, she just doesn't say certain names. And I think a lot of that, like, at, on that show, she also didn't say Kelly Rowland and literally Solange Knowles, literally her sister. And so I think in the song, there's just a lot of names that she's listing. And she's performing. She's singing. She's dancing. So I think it could have just been she was taking a beat. I also think maybe she was just being proactive and not saying the name. And she also didn't say her sister's name so that people didn't think that it was connected to the suit. I don't know. Her mom literally commented on the Instagram of someone bringing that up that she didn't say the name. And she was like, you guys make a story out of everything. She also didn't say her sister's name. Do I think the mom could have been, you know, also solidifying that, you know, maybe it was pre-planned, but Beyonce didn't want it to seem like she was leaving it out, but she did leave it out because I don't know. I I don't know. I'll have to check and see if she sang Lizzo's name like since then in her other shows. Cause there's been many other shows other than that. I think she did. I think she did say Lizzo in her last concert. So I don't think Beyonce has a problem with it. I probably think that Beyonce would fully understand that people are innocent until proven guilty. And she knows Lizzo and she obviously respects Lizzo so much. That's why she literally named her in that song. But I know Beyonce takes like her, her dancers are like her family to her. And like, she takes such good care of the twins. And I, I can't imagine that she would just like push these allegations to the side. I was seriously like, so team dancers and was like, F Lizzo until I saw the interviews of them on TMZ. If you guys haven't seen the the interviews and you are, you know, team dancers right now, just based off of what, what you've read, go listen to the interview that they had with TMZ because it's not, it's not selling me on the fact that Lizzo actually did anything. Maybe she made you feel uncomfortable in a certain, like a few certain situations, but 
they couldn't really like hone in on specific things that she had done or said, which that's a great line. You, if you're going to come suing Lizzo, like you got to come with effing receipts and fact. However, that being said, I just saw a, a article today that said TMZ, um, TMZ reported that Lizzo's lawyers are now like going through a lot of other allegations that are coming up since this lawsuit came out, like from like six other victims that are coming forward with stories. So I don't know if this was just one person, I'd be inclined to not believe them, but there's a little too many details and there's a lot of people that are saying the same thing. So I don't know. It's just going to be so sad if it's true because I love Lizzo and I think she has done like so many amazing things. I think it's an interesting line that a lot of people don't talk about and it's hard to, I don't know where you draw the line. Like, do you separate the art from the artist and do you separate the message from the artist? Like Michael Jackson, whatever you believe actually happened with Michael Jackson or not, like you can't negate his impact on pop culture and pop music and everything. So if the allegations are true, it's like, okay, well, are we just like uplifting and supporting this person that was not a good person same with, I know Prince had a lot of allegations and um, like when actors get canceled, it's like, okay, well, can you not still like their movies? Chris Brown, like obviously the whole thing with Rihanna, it's like, okay, he's grown and changed and he was like 16 or whatever, 19 when that happened. Like, do we forgive people and do we let them move on and do we let them move on with their career and whatever? I don't know. It's a very fine line. Um, I think... We have to, we have to live in a world that offers forgiveness, whether you're religious or not. It's like God, God preached forgiveness. I don't believe in God, but I believe in the universe and I believe the universe forgives you. And I think that that's what life is. Life is about making mistakes and being forgiven for it. And so I think, I don't think if this is true, I don't think this should end Lizzo's career at all. I think it's probably going to be a very humbling experience for her and it's probably going to bring her back down to reality. Maybe her head got a little bit too big and she got carried away. I don't know. Maybe she viewed the other women in her dance company that looked like her that also could sing. Maybe she viewed them as threats to her and um, maybe she felt like they were using her. And so maybe she did talk down to them a little bit. I don't know. I don't know the situations or the inner workings and no one probably ever will know exactly what happened because it's all hearsay and it's based off of a feeling. But I think we have to, if we don't live in a world where people can make mistakes and make amends and say they're sorry, then what are we all doing here? What are we all doing here? Because none of us are perfect. And obviously some mistakes are bigger than others. And that's where I guess people have to figure out the line of like, when is someone act, when should we actually not support someone? And when should we allow this person a little bit of grace? And if they come out and say sorry and make the repercussions, like what I was saying at the beginning of the episode with Travis Scott, like he paid for all the victims funerals. He gave everyone therapy. He started a foundation. He returned everyone's tickets. He like came and obviously like apologized. He took a break from touring and really reflected on it. So at what point do you say, okay, moving forward, like we're going to have an extra eye on you, but yeah, like continue with your life and we shouldn't literally destroy your entire existence because there was a mistake around you. I don't know. That's all my thoughts on the Lizzo situation. I guess I'll give you guys an update as more stuff comes out. Obviously, like if there's a lawsuit, I'm sure there's going to be a trial. I don't really understand how they do like trials 
when it's like based off of hearsay or someone's experience, it's not like it's not like tax fraud or like things where there's like a money trail or like actual evidence or proof. Um, I think that's maybe where a jury comes in. Like they just have to give their evidence and then a jury has to say whether or not they think that they should be paid. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And I will definitely keep you guys updated. I talked about this for way longer than I thought, but there was just so much information that I wanted to say. But anyways, that's, that's my rant about Lizzo these days. Okay. So in other news that I wanted to talk about is the SpongeBob of it all. (laughs) Ariana Grande and Mr. SpongeBob. Now, If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you do. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone loves Ariana or loved Ariana. I don't know. Is it Ariana, Ariana? I don't know. I don't care. I know it's Grandy, not Grande. So get that right. Ariana Grande um, divorced her husband or they separated, whatever. Her husband's name was Dalton Gomez. Ain't never heard of him. I've talked about that on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure. Ain't never heard of him. See you later. Also, luego muchacho. They got divorced And pretty much right after she is seen, well, here's where it gets tricky. Did it overlap? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's, 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 let me read these headlines for you. I'm going to read you a series of headlines that will kind of just summarize everything that's happening. And then I will give my opinions. So it says, Ariana Grande dating still married wicked co-star Ethan Slater after Dalton Gomez split. Who is Ethan Slater? Meet Ariana Grande's boyfriend after split. Ethan Slater gushed over wonderful wife, Lily J, two months before Ariana Grande dating news. Ethan Slater makes Instagram private amid Ariana Grande romance. Ariana Grande, Ethan Slater, seen filming Wicked together two months before the dating news. Ethan Slater's devastated wife feels he abandoned family for Ariana Grande romance. Ariana Grande's boyfriend, Ethan Slater, files for divorce from wife, Lily J. Ariana Grande gets blasted by Ethan Slater's estranged wife. She's not a girl's girl. Ariana Grande hung out with Ethan Slater's estranged wife and baby just months before romance news. Ariana Grande's boyfriend, Ethan Slater, desperately wants to co-parent with estranged wife. Ariana Grande seen with arm around Ethan Slater on 30th birthday getaway three weeks before the dating news. Ariana Grande giving Ethan Slater space as he works things out with estranged wife. Ariana Grande has been told to take things slower with Ethan Slater. Sloppy Ariana Grande, Ethan Slater seen kissing at bar before he split from his wife. Ariana Grande and her estranged husband went on several double dates with Ethan Slater and his wife. Okay. Ariana Grande. Ma'am. Now. Okay. Lots to say here. I think first... I don't even know what I want to say. So I like this, the statement that you can't, you can't take, what's the saying? Like Ariana can't take someone's husband. If that person is already removed from their marriage. Like, I think like your husband isn't going to leave you. If you guys are all fine and dandy and you guys are so in love and you guys are meant to be together together, (laughs) then Ariana Grande is not just swooping in and just stealing that. Now, that's how I typically feel about people leaving their husbands or their wives or, you know, people breaking up marriages. I think if, 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 if he left so easily, then he should also make a muchacho. Now, it being Ariana Grande, 
kind of changes things a little bit and it makes it a little bit more complicated because yes, I think Ariana Grande could step into about any room and steal about anyone's husband, no matter how good of a relationship it was. So that's a little tricky. However, I don't know. Like I want to be on Ariana Grande's side so bad, but she does have a history of this and people are pulling out, pulling, people are pulling out receipts of overlappings of her stealing men and her having the song break up with your girlfriend because uh, I'm bored. Um, that's not a good look for you, Ariana Grande, because that's only a funny song if it's kind of a joke. Like, you can't be going around being a womanizer, or is that a man? Being a being a, a, a husband stealer, a husband snatcher, boyfriend snatcher, eh, it's just not really a good look for you. However, I think they are both adults, and if they want to be together, be together. If I was... Ethan Slater's wife, then whatever. If your husband leaves you for Ariana Grande, hasta luego muchacho, see you later. I'm glad you did it now and not when I have six kids with your ass and we've been together for 20 years. Now, they have been together for a while. I think they've been together for about 10 years and their baby is only like one years old and they were allegedly high school sweethearts. Actually, that's not alleged. That's fact. They were high school sweethearts and whatever. So I understand like this is just so... Painful to hear, especially when there's a baby involved. And I don't know. But like I said, if your husband joins a movie with Ariana Grande and then he leaves you, see you later. Your husband's a douchebag. And Ariana, you obviously have a history about stealing men. But I think it's kind of like you lose them how you get them. Ariana Grande has been engaged so many times and she just got married and her marriage didn't work out. Well, why didn't it work out? Because what kind of men are you going for? Apparently men that would leave their wives and their newborn baby for a quick fix. So, I don't know. Obviously, Ariana Grande don't have the best the best type and the best judgment of character with these men. And so, it's kind of like they're both out to blame. But I don't think that people should, like, cancel her because of it. She didn't commit a crime. Sure. She messed around with someone that, well, allegedly, who knows what the timeline was, but obviously Ethan left his wife for Ariana Grande. But if they met and they fell in love, whatever. See you later. They didn't commit a crime. Does that make it um, any better? Absolutely not. It's still terrible. It's so sad. I feel for the wife. But I really do think, like, it's better now than later. Like, before you had all these kids, if he wasn't that obsessed with you and he could fall just like that and get out of that relationship, he was gushing, gushing over you on Instagram just two months before. See you later. See you later. Now, here I have some questions. Ariana Grande, what are you doing? And I don't want to, I don't want to uh, shame Mr. SpongeBob. Ethan Slater because it's so hard. I'm so toxic. I'm so toxic. I'm sorry. He's not that great looking. Ariana Grande is a queen. She is literally perfection. And he's just not. And I'm sorry. Like cancel me. Whatever. I'm I'm I, I don't want to say that, you know, everyone's beautiful in their own way. Whatever. <laughs> But they just aren't a match. Let's just put it that way. They're just not a match. Sorry. But she always goes for these bagel-ass bitches. She always goes for these bagel-ass boys. 
Ethan Slater, even her husband wasn't that cute. Um, Pete Davidson, yikes. Mac Miller, rest in peace, R.I.P. Not the cutest, not not that much of a looker. Um, what are you doing? It just is really confusing to me. And the fact that Mr. Ethan Slater, who also played SpongeBob, um, looks just like her brother, Frankie Grandy. That's, that's not really much of a compliment. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Miss Ari Grandi. Um, it's also just so weird that, like, I understand that they are in Wicked together. And so I guess it feels like they are on the same level at some capacity because they're literally in the same movie together. But, like, Ariana Grande, you are... He played SpongeBob in Broadway. You are Ariana Grande. You like headlined Coachella. You are not in the same tax bracket. You are not in the same social circles. But I really think at heart, Ariana Grande is just a Broadway nerd. She loves it. And that's her background. And she is probably just living her best life on the set. And that's why I was so happy to hear, honestly, like when her and her husband had separated, because I felt like, you know, maybe she's finding herself. She had been touring and doing all this stuff for so long. And I'm sure she loves that. But like Broadway is like really where I think she thrives and what she loves. And so it felt like she was doing something she loved. And that obviously didn't work out for her and her husband. And I felt like she at least still had this and she was like in a good place in her life. But now she's making very questionable decisions. And I don't know. It's so crazy to me that, I mean, I guess, like, what do you want her to say? Like, she's not going to come out and address that she is a, a man stealer. But she hasn't said anything about it. And neither did Ethan Slater. And instead, what does she do? Her last post, she's promoting a new fragrance. She is winning the I don't give a fuck award because she don't care. Y'all can talk about her all you want, but guess what? You're still going to buy the fragrance. You're still going to listen to her music and whatever. This is going to blow over like nothing. No one's going to care about it in six months. And I think that's that just goes to show like she is a seasoned veteran with um, this industry and with the press and with stealing men, <laughs> apparently, that she knows this is going to blow over. This is not going to affect her career. It's not going to affect her ticket sales or music or the sales of her fragrance or anything. So she don't care. Ethan Slater, he just booked another gig on Broadway. I don't know what it was. I screenshotted it, but I'm not even going to look it up because I don't care because no one cares about his bagel ass bitch and his bagel ass SpongeBob briefs. <laughs> no one cares. No one's going to see his show. It'll, it'll probably affect his career. It actually might make him more famous because who the hell knew who Ethan Slater was before. However, I will say, I feel like the Wicked team... This is either going to be great for Wicked or terrible for Wicked. I didn't care to see Wicked before this. Now I'm kind of interested because there's some drums attached. So I could see how it would be good, but can also think a lot of people are just like canceling Ari. And obviously he's in Wicked as well, so they're canceling him. So I think this could be really bad for Wicked. Now that being said, Wicked ain't coming out for another like year and a half. So there's a lot of time for this to fully blow over. Um... I don't know. It's crazy that they were almost done filming Wicked. They had only 10 days left of filming Wicked and the strike happened. So they had to stop. But then I've seen TikToks of people seeing that they are taking down the set. So I don't know if they needed like the land back, if they didn't, they only had it like booked for a certain amount of time or they didn't want it to get ruined. They don't know when the strike's going to end, but 
for them to take it all down and then for them to put it all back up just to finish 10 days. Or I wonder, I can't imagine that they could just make it work. It's like, can they just like make it work and they're just going to film the rest in like on a green screen or are they just going to be like, whatever, I guess it has an alternate ending and we're just going to like make do with what we have. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, I just can't imagine working on a film for so long. And then the strike happens and you have to stop 10 days before you're done. That deserves jail. And I support the strike and I support the unions and everything. But same with like the Barbie, the Barbie um, press tour. Like they worked on Barbie for so long. They spent so much money on it. And then the week before it comes out, they have to immediately stop the rest of the press tour, everything. They can't even post about it. They can't do podcasts. They can't do interviews. Luckily, they went so freaking hard on it before. So we didn't care by the time the Barbie movie came out. It was honestly kind of a nice have a break. But like Margot Robbie can't even post on Instagram about the movie. She can't do any promotion for it. None of the cast can. Like to work on the biggest project of your entire career and then it finally comes out and you can't even do an Instagram post or anything like commemorating that it's finally out in theaters or, you know, your experience or anything. It's like, that's kind of crazy. And obviously they support the unions and it's for their benefit. It's for everyone's benefit. But it's like you, you still worked on that project. You still worked your ass off on this thing and to not be able to like celebrate that or I don't know, kind of like revel in that moment. It's like, she was stripped of that. And that kind of sucks because this is literally her moment. Like this is her year. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't care at all. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the one bug for her, but I don't know. I've thought about that a lot. Anyways, you know, I don't think there's going to be an end to Ari. I still love Ari. I think that they're both in the wrong. I don't think that they, you know, they didn't do anything illegal. Like, whatever. People fall in love. It's like, it's like the whole Scandival of it all. It's like, okay, yeah, now you can say, like, you don't like Tom Sandoval, but do I think that his like career should be ruined and I think he should like lose his house and I think all of these things? No, I think whatever people fall in love, people cheat. We live in a world that that happens and that's just reality. And I don't think that the, all the blame should be placed on him. I don't think all the blame should be placed on Ariana. And I don't think all the like blame should be like, there's two people in a relationship. I think that, Ethan Slater's wife like can say whatever she wants and she could say she was blindsided or this or that. But your husband doesn't just walk away from his brand new baby and his high school sweetheart for a quick hit of Ariana Grande. Like you guys obviously had to have problems and there had to be some sign in your guys' relationship that, you know, it was going south or I don't know. That's my thought and that's my belief. I don't think that men in happy relationships or women in happy relationships or any people in happy relationships just walk away or can be, um, you know, so easily uh, swayed to a new person. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that all unfolds. I'm, I just like, wow. Are they going to, are they going to be public? Are they going to be like out and about together? Are they going to be going to events? Are they going to imagine if they're dating during the press tour of the Wicked movie? that would be crazy because then they would have been dating for like a year. They would be like fully together. I don't know. I don't know. We got crazy, crazy times ahead. We'll see. 
those were kind of my two main stories that I wanted to talk about today. I feel like there's been so much happening in pop news culture, but so much of it is so sad. There's been so many breakups, so many divorces, and there's been so much death lately. I feel like so many people have died. I wanted to give a special shout out to Angus Cloud. Um, the Euphoria star who tragically passed away after his father had passed away just a week before. I, I just cannot even imagine. I feel like there's been so many people passing away, so many people divorcing. Hollywood has just felt very heavy lately. And obviously, I like to keep things a little bit more positive on here. I know we talked about kind of two heavy topics today. Ariana ruined a marriage and Miss Lizzo being a bitch. So I don't know. Today's episode was kind of a little bit damper of pop culture news, but Hollywood, get your act together. Bring me some, bring me some happy news. Come on. I want to do a segment um, coming up soon of good news, like good news that happens in the world. I feel like we have so many negative things and we're fed so much negativity on social media that I want to do episodes dedicated to like just good things happening. Good, good things that went in place in our country. Good things that happened, you know, laws being passed or, you know, people being, I don't know, just good, just good news, just happy things that we can focus on. So let me know if you guys want that. But anyways, happy Friday. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. I know I'm going to hopefully catch some rays, hang with my little girl Coco, get some nice grub. I don't know. Drank. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And you guys will hear all about it on next week's episode. Leave a rating or review down below. Give this video a thumbs up, subscribe, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week.